Welcome to the City of Refuge podcast, where our mission is to equip a diverse community of Christ followers to make him known. Amen, church. It's good to give God all our worship and all the honor and all the praise, because he alone is worthy. And it's so good to see... um, not only first-time visitors, but folks who we haven't seen in a while. Uh, it did my heart lots of joy uh, to see many members of our church who haven't been with us since the pandemic started and to see them here today. So it's good to see you all today, Ms. Vida and our sister over there. Good to see you here. Um, so obviously this wasn't the plan. I'm not supposed to be up here today. There was someone else who was supposed to be preaching Uh, We were supposed to be discerning uh, a pastoral candidate, but uh, we will go ahead and still uh, listen to the words of the Lord, because as a church, God still calls us to enter into spaces where we can hear from him. And I will admit to you, this is probably the third sermon I've prepared this week. Um, Initially, I was supposed to preach from Psalm chapter 46, and then... There was another idea to do something else, but in having conversations with people, uh, the Lord has led me to Matthew chapter 11, Matthew chapter 11. So if you will, if you have a Bible or a smartphone, uh, pull out your apps and join me in Matthew 11, specifically Matthew 11, verse 25 through verse 30, Matthew 11, 25 through 30. And let's read this. I'll read it and just follow along. This is Jesus speaking. And Jesus says to us, At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. These are the words of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you but we love you because you are the one who has inspired that love in us. You are the one who has called us to be your people, and your love is what moves us to love you back. And so we ask, O oh God, that as we listen to the words of Scripture, that you will um, be gracious to us as we listen, uh, be gracious to us as we hear and seek to understand what it is that you are saying to your church. We ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
Amen. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. What is it that Christ is talking about in this passage? Now, if you're like me and you love breakfast, you're probably thinking about like, is he talking about how he wants his eggs, you know, over easy or over hard, make that yoke really nice and runny. But Jesus is talking about a different yoke here, a different yoke. And so let me ask our kids who are in our service this morning, uh, what do you see up on the screen? Anybody? Let's go, James. You see some cows. Ox, yes, that's right, ox. And, and what's, what's kind of keeping the oxen together? Sorry, I didn't hear you, James. That wood thingy, that's right. That wood thingy, the technical term for that wood thingy is called a yoke, a yoke. Now, if you, uh, because we are in a city, you know, most of us are not farming on a daily basis. And so Jesus is talking about something that the people who are listening to him would be very familiar with. In a society where most people were farmers and most people made a living through farming, they understood that in order to plow land or in order to pull something that was very heavy, it was important to use animals that had a lot of power and a lot of strength. And oxen were animals that had a lot of power and strength. And so you can see there, you see it's, it's almost like a John Deere. That was the John Deere from a couple thousand years ago. But the system was in order to make this work more effective, you would hitch two oxen together. Two oxen together so that you could plow a field or so you could pull a cart and lift a heavy burden, lift a heavy load by joining these two oxen together with something called a yoke. So as Jesus is talking to his disciples, there's a lot of stuff that has gone on in the background. Jesus has been doing a lot of ministry. He's been healing people. He's been teaching. He's just given one of his most famous sermons on the mount. And then he's healing people. And as all of this is happening, the disciples of John the Baptist come to Jesus and they ask him a question. They ask Jesus, Jesus, John the Baptist asked us to come and ask you, are you the one that we've been waiting for? Or should we wait for someone else? Are you the one we've been waiting for or should we look to find somebody else to come and be our Messiah, to come and save the people of Israel from the tyranny of the Roman Empire? And so Jesus responds to them and he says these things because this word is coming from John the Baptist in prison. And John the Baptist is not just anybody. John the Baptist is Jesus' cousin. And so Jesus' family member is in prison and is wondering, all of this teaching and all of this healing, isn't there something more to this Jesus person who's supposed to be the Messiah and save us from our trouble, save us from our burdens, save us from our sin? And Jesus responds to them and says, the blind see, the lame walk, 
All of these things are happening. Go back and tell John what you are seeing. And Jesus also has words as he's talking and prophesying about certain cities that have seen all these signs and all these wonders, the things that Jesus has done in their midst and still have not believed. And so he pronounces a set of woes and judgments on these cities. But at the end of all of this, Jesus glorifies God for giving him power and authority and for revealing the truths about the kingdom of God to people who are like little children. But he recognizes that all of this is weighing heavy on the people of Israel as they wait. There's a burden that they're carrying that is too heavy for them to bear. There is work for them to do that is too heavy for them to do alone. And so Jesus points to this picture and he tells them, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Because my burden is easy and my yoke is light. That is what Jesus says to his disciples and his followers in that moment. Now church, can you relate? Can you relate to being tired? Can you relate to having to carry a heavy burden and a heavy load all by yourself. The people on our pastoral search committee, searching for a year for a pastor, finally thinking we have the final candidate, only for us to be in a place where it feels like we're starting the process all over again. Are you heavy and are you burdened? Are you laboring? To people in our congregation, who have waited expectantly, hoping and praying that this journey that started in January of 2020 would come to an end, that we would finally have a person that is leading our church? Are you burdened? Are you tired? Are you weary? Are you carrying a heavy load? To people in our congregation who are tired of the fighting, Tired of us disagreeing, tired of us not seeing eye to eye on certain issues theologically. Are you tired? Are you weary? Are you burdened with a heavy load? Jesus says to us, like he said to his disciples in this passage, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, church, a lot of times when we are burdened and heavy laden, we don't go to Jesus to find rest. We go to other things to find rest. Sometimes we go to our own intellect and our own knowledge, our own knowledge of scriptures or theology, and we say, you know what? I'm struggling with all of this right now, and so I'm just going to go to what I know, and what I know will rescue me and help me carry this heavy laden. And instead of coming to Christ, our Savior, the only one who is worthy of all honor and adoration and praise, we look to ourselves for rescue and for help. 
Perhaps some of us are here and we reach out to our friends and people who we trust and people who we know and we're looking to them to do things that only Jesus can for us. Our friends can provide temporary rest for us, but they cannot provide a rest for us that is deep and lasting and everlasting. Maybe some of us retreat to quiet places and because we are tired of waiting, we retreat to places where nobody else will see us, places where we can handle things on our own, but that in itself will not give us rest. We have to go to Jesus. Jesus is the only one who can give us rest. And what is it about taking up a yoke? If Jesus is supposed to give us rest, why doesn't he take the yoke off? Why is it that we have to take up the yoke of Christ? And what is it about like learning from him? What is it about learning from Jesus Christ that provides us rest? Well, you look at this picture, and I've heard, and I believe that it's true, that when you want oxen to be joined by a yoke and to do really good work, it's important not to just pick the youngest and the strongest oxen and pair them together. Because if you pair two oxen that are young and immature, and strong and have their own will and their own way, they will not go in the direction that you want them to go. So what do ancient farmers do when they're pairing oxen together? They take an older, more experienced ox and pair that older, slower, more experienced, more mature ox with a younger, full of energy, full of life ox. And what happens there is that the older ox is training the younger ox as they are joined by this yoke. The older, more mature ox has been there, has done that, knows exactly what it means to plow a field or to pull a heavy load. And so that older, more mature ox is limiting what that younger ox is trying to do and just going and pushing and pulling the cart wherever it wants it to go. And so Jesus uses that example and says, if you want to be free, if you want to rest, if you want to do this work in a way that is filling and wholesome and that brings joy, take my yoke upon you and learn from me because I am the older, more mature ox in this relationship. Jesus lets us know that if we want to learn from him, if we want to have rest, it is important that we don't break that yoke, but stay connected. Stay connected to Jesus Christ, the more mature ox in this relationship. And that is where we find rest for our souls. Being joined to Jesus, like a younger ox is joined to an older more mature ox, so that we know how to do this work. As we continue our work as a church, it's important for us to stay connected to Christ. As we continue to search for a lead pastor and teaching elder, it's important for us to stay connected to Jesus. 
not to be yoked to our own intellect, our own knowledge, not to be yoked to our own levels of compassion and care, but to be yoked to Jesus Christ himself, to be connected and to learn from Christ and to know that he will give us rest when we are learning from him. He is an ox that knows this road. He knows the road that we travel. And when we stay connected to him, he is humble, he is gentle, and he will lead us through. But we must stay connected to him and take his yoke upon us. Jesus is humble. Jesus is meek. Jesus still has work for us to do. And we cannot do that work without being connected to him. So church, I ask you this morning, are you weary? Are you broken? Are you carrying a heavy load? Bring it to Jesus. Stay connected to Jesus. Are you tired? Are you frustrated? Are you longing for a place with more stability? Bring it to Jesus and learn from him. For he is gentle and he is humble in heart. Are you ready to throw in the towel? Are you ready to give up on the relationships that you've built here? Stay connected to Jesus Christ. Be connected to him. Are you frustrated with your brothers and sisters in this church? Are you frustrated because you believe that we have not put the Bible first as we have been looking for a pastor? Are you frustrated because you believe we have not put grace and compassion first as we've looked for a senior pastor? Are you frustrated because this is just taking too long and you feel like your heart and your soul and your mind and your body just can't take anymore? Church, stay connected to Jesus because Jesus is the one who knows this road of frustration. Jesus is the one who knows this road of forgiveness. Jesus is the one who knows this road and he is the one who will give us rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am humble and gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So let me ask you a question. What is it in your life that you need rest from? Where does your soul need rest this morning? Think about that for a minute. Where does your soul need rest? What are the things that you are tying yourself to? What are the things that you are yoked to that are not Jesus? What are the things or the people that you are yoked to in this place that are not Jesus? Will you identify those things and give those to him and say to Jesus, Jesus, I want to learn from you. I want to be yoked 
to you. You are the more mature ox in this relationship. And I give all of these cares and all of these burdens to you because I know the work that you have started is not finished. There is still work to be done. But if I try to finish this work on my own with all the energy I have, I will not do it in a way that pleases you. I will do it in a way that hurts myself and in a way that hurts others around me. Bring those things to Jesus and you will find rest and joy and peace. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus calls us to rest in him, to abide in him, to draw strength and wisdom from him, to take up his yoke and not the yoke of this world or the yoke of our church or the yoke of our lives, but to be bound to Jesus in a way that our purpose is singularly tied to his, to learn from him, to walk at his pace, to walk in his direction, because we know he is the more mature ox in this relationship. Come unto me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and Christ will give you rest. So let's take a minute and rest in the presence of Christ. Are you broken and hurting within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. 
Oh, what a Savior! Isn't He wonderful? Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Bow down before him, for he is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide, forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord Jesus. You promise us in your word that if we take your yoke upon us, your yoke which is easy and your burden which is light, that we will find rest for our souls. God, this isn't something that may happen or might happen. You promise us that if we take your yoke upon us, we will find rest for our souls. So Spirit of God, give us the confidence to not break that yoke and seek to be tied to other things in our periods of hurt and brokenness and pain. I pray that we would remember that we are joined to the Master. We are joined to an ox that has traveled this road before. This road of disappointment, this road of pain, this road of hurt and confusion and anger and sadness and disappointment. But if we are joined to you, O God, we know that we will overcome. We will overcome by your blood. We will overcome because we are a family that loves each other through hard and difficult circumstances and situations. We know we will overcome because we are your people and we must learn from you. We must learn from your goodness and your grace. We must learn from your commitment to the truth and your commitment to mercy. We must learn from your commitment to justice and your commitment to unconditional love. Lord, we must learn from your commitment to the scriptures and also your commitment to the context that is applied to those scriptures. 
Lord Jesus, if there is anything that we have done as a church that needs forgiving, we come before you and humbly ask that you would forgive us. If there are ways that we have not paid attention to the words of Scripture as they call us to something higher, Lord, forgive us. If there are ways that we have not been gracious and gentle and patient in our pastoral search process, Lord, forgive us. If there are ways that we have not been caring and loving and kind towards our pastoral search committee, we ask, Lord, that you would forgive us. Lord, may we take up your yoke, your yoke that commands us to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves, knowing full well and with all confidence that if we do this, we will find rest for our souls. And so God, we desperately cry to you as a church. The soul of our church needs rest, O oh God. May we forever be restless until we find that rest in you. Thank you for your yoke, O oh God. Keep us in submission to your yoke, Lord Jesus. Open our minds, Spirit of God, so that we can learn from Christ and from Christ alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.